0: It was a very cold night. I remember it well. I was on the rocks. The rocks beyond North Berwick Harbour and I was on one knee asking Anne to marry me. And unbelievably she said yes. A couple of days later Anne left uh, for a week to stay with relatives in England and I'd arranged to meet her the following Saturday when she got off the train at Waverley, and I'd planned to present her with two things a ring and the Bible over a lunch at the Sheraton so in the course of that week I bought both and I racked my brains about a meaningful verse with which I could inscribe the Bible and I chose Romans 15 verse 13 which is the passage we're looking at tonight may the God of hope fill you with all joy and trust or joy and peace as you trust in him So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And perhaps you've racked your brains over the years as you've given someone a card and thought of some scripture with which to encourage them. And this was a verse that I, up until that point, had not been familiar with. But it just seemed to be uh, apposite for the occasion. So the Bible and ring were duly presented. And then Anne and I, uh, very self-consciously, sat uh, in the church here on the Sunday Peter Granger a former pastor was leading and at the end of the service he used the same verse as the benediction Uh, again a verse unfamiliar both to Anne and myself really. Anne actually asked me after the service if I had asked Peter to drop it in. (laughs) Uh, I hadn't as as far as I know ministers don't do requests in that way (laughs) but it's uh, highly meaningful to us and in fact Peter Granger spoke on this verse uh, at our wedding. And yet, what does it mean? We're now in December and we'll see cards and greetings and wrapping paper and the like with the words hope and joy and peace. We'll listen to and uh, sing carols and songs such as Joy to the World, uh, Peace on Earth, Can It Be, The Hopes and Fears of All the Years Unmet in Thee Tonight. And this blessing is timeless, I think, of course. But I think it's especially appropriate at this Christmas time. But I think to look at the verse, we need to dissect it a little bit and understand the flow. Uh, And as I see it, I see five particular uh, steps. So firstly, we trust, which is actually in the middle of the verse, but I think that's the linchpin to it, the the fact that we have to trust. This is the starting point. So what, what is trust? Well, it's not just if you like, mental assent, a belief in certain facts about God, but a reliance on him. Let me illustrate. In June 1859, Charles Blondin became the first man to walk across Niagara Falls on a tightrope. In the next few days, he walked back and forwards on stilts with an oven, unbelievably, uh, with a wheelbarrow, uh, and did all sorts of other tricks on his high wire across Niagara Falls and of course the crowds were hugely impressed and cheered he then asked the gathered crowds do you believe I could take a man across the falls in this wheelbarrow and of course they cheered louder and he asked partly one chap will you come in the wheelbarrow (laughs) no (laughs) and of course their faith and trust was somewhat exposed Uh, they believed uh, objectively that you could take them across the falls but they didn't want to experience it Themselves, and ultimately, it was his manager Harry Colcord who made the journey across Niagara Falls on London's back. So, trust involves placing ourselves in the Lord's hands—a belief that He will not lose His footing. When we trust, we pray, and when we pray, we trust. And I think the Lord delights when we live by faith. And when we have sight. And when we are complacent about the future, we are prone not to trust. And we walk by sight and not by faith. So we trust. Who do we trust? We trust the God of hope. That's quite an interesting title, actually. And as far as I could work out, it seems to be the only time that phrase is used in the Bible the God of hope. So it's not a distant deity or a passive, impotent being, but an involved, caring God. There are many references to our hope in God, but just as one to the God of hope. I think hope is an essential part of who God is. Strangely, he knows the future, of course, and yet he is still a God of hope, a forward-looking God. And God's hope is certain, which is a great encouragement to us. And as we trust this God of hope, he fills us with joy and with peace. I think we need joy and peace. In our lives uh, in December 2013. And these are not schmaltzy words that we hear piped over the supermarket as we wheel our trolley or as we're trying on a new outfit for the Christmas party. These are very real and spiritual experiences for those who trust in the Lord and the Christ of Christmas. What is joy? Well, it's a, it's a deep sense of Of well-being of God's favor it's not pleasure fun and jollity it's joy and of course you can have joy in the midst of unpleasant and difficult circumstances under pressure when life goes wrong this joy is not a positive mental attitude but a filling we receive from the God of hope as we trust in him and peace Peace, again, is not just something which is dependent on our circumstances. It's not a temporary cessation of hostilities like we might remember at Christmas as we sometimes look at the Christmas truce in the First World War. It's reconciliation with God and others at a very deep level. And again, we hear of the suffering church, suffering hardships and persecution, and they experience joy and peace. And we can know that this Christmas time. And yet, as we receive, hopefully, this joy and peace, as we trust in the the, the God of hope, these are not simply for our own personal edification. We are to overflow with hope. We experience peace and joy uh, in the present, and yet hope looks forward with confidence. Are many of you hoping for a white Christmas? I guess a few of you might be, uh, or dreaming of a white Christmas. And this is a speculative uh, hope that we might have. It may be white, it may not be white, it may be wet, uh, but it doesn't stop us hoping for a white Christmas, but there's absolutely no guarantee or uh, reason for assuming that we will have a white Christmas. That is not uh, the Christian hope. The Christian hope is a fixed, certain hope of the Lord's return and of our place with him. And that's a great prayer for us, that we might overflow with hope. I quite like that word overflow. That's That's a great word, isn't it, to think that we can overflow Uh, with hope so let's be hopeful this Christmas as we perhaps invite guests to our home or to our church over this Christmas time and share the Christmas story let's be hopeful that the Christmas message the gospel will penetrate perhaps for the first time the people that we encounter and it's a challenge to us are we future-minded people when we see our culture disintegrating or apathy in some quarters to the gospel or anti-faith legislation. We pray that the Lord will fill us with joy and peace and overflow with hope. And yet we can exhale lastly because it's with the power of the Holy Spirit. We're not going to become joyful, peaceful, hopeful people by our own rationality or beliefs, certainly not by our own wits, intuition or strategies. We need the Lord to break in and change us by the power of the Spirit. The first step is for us to trust the God of hope. So I think this is a delightful and encouraging benediction. I want to be like this. I want to hang out with people like that. What a thing to wish for ourselves and others that the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Derek.